1-800-BETS-OFF. The Cyclones, 16 and a half point dogs against Texas Saturday in Austin. Bears and Commanders tonight in Chicago. Commanders QB Carson Wentz will start despite dealing with a bicep strain. The ALDS resumes today where the Mariners will look to even things up at a game apiece against the Astros in Houston, followed by the Yankees and Guardians in New York. Yankees lead that series one zip. I'm Ron Moss. From the Jet Bros Barbecue Studios, now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. And a reminder, on Monday, we'll just be coming on the air at this time. That's right. We go 11 to 1. Seven hours of local programming without interruption starting Monday. Trent and I started off at 11. 1 o'clock, Murph and Andy. 3 o'clock, KXNO Drive. I'll take you up until 6, Sean and Heather, with three hours to cap off. Seven consecutive hours of local sports talk here in Market 69. <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa. Love it. Let's get David Eicholt in here. He's been, well, popular on social media. Uh-huh. Well, with some Maybe people. Maybe not the coaches. Right, right, uh, With right. the University of Iowa. David, uh, Trent, and Ken. That's a badge of honor, David Eicholt. The fact that uh, your question uh, was the impetus for a number of Hawkeye football coaches deciding to unfollow you <laughs> on Twitter. How petty. My God, that's just ridiculous. How are you? Hey, things are going well, guys. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know that was the the case until I had a few people tweet at me about it. But, hey, congratulations on changing uh, your time, guys. Seems like there's a lot of upside with that. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I get where you're going here as well. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, so um, let, let's go back to last week. I thought your question was extremely fair. Mm-hmm. You were prepared, um, and, and I thought it was, you know, that's a bad answer out of Kirk Ferentz. It just is. I mean, look, at it's 2022. You're covering this edition of Iowa. You were there for 2021. Everybody remembers what it was. It was different than this year. Your question was fair. I thought the answer was, uh, I don't know, out of lines, not maybe the right way, but I, but I, obviously it, uh, it, it didn't go over well. Your question was very well uh, put. Just your thoughts on what transpired subsequent to that? You know, it's interesting. I think there's a couple layers to it. One, I don't think it's fully Kirk Ferentz's fault because it is after a very frustrating game. It was probably 45 minutes after the game where I asked him it. And, you know, the emotions are still running high. He's really upset with how the offense has been playing. He knew he was going to get bombarded with questions. But number two, it's the halfway point in the season. We're going into a bye week, and I knew we weren't going to get Kirk Ferentz available until the following week. So while the you know the loss and the emotions are still fresh, I think it was important to ask him about midseason firing. Now, I understand where he was going with this point. I think it was articulated very poorly, and I'm sure that's one he'd like to have back because Kirk, with all, and I, I didn't get a chance to follow up, but Kirk, with all due respect, you won 10 games last year in spite of your offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the statistics from last year, the only difference between last year and this year is last year's offense was much more opportunistic than this season. I mean, they took advantage when they got the ball at the four-yard line. They took advantage when the defense created a turnover and they got the ball in the red zone. I mean, they were 121st in, in total offense, 99th in scoring offense, 114th in completion percentage, like 117th in red zone offense. 
you could argue that there should have been changes made with the offensive staff last season just based on the talent that I thought they still had last year. I know there's some offensive line difficulties, but, you know, you return a lot of talent this season. I get there's been injuries, but, guys, you have a third-year starting quarterback who in the last 14 starts has thrown for three touchdowns. It, 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 you know, we could sit here and take an entire hour and just make up statistics that are more unbelievable than the last, but I will say the one that stuck out to me, I was 39-3. and three since the start of the 2017 season when they scored 21 or more points. 39-3. and three. That's not wins. happening. No, and, and you're not getting there anymore. We have seen Kirk evolve. We have seen adaptation. New Kirk, that was a thing. And we've seen kind of Kirk 3.0. We have seen something. But at this point in his career, it feels like he is digging in his heels even more. And he is not willing to adapt and change. A guy that has done it, at least in some parts before is that where we are where new kirk a hope for kirk 4.0 is never going to come and 42 million reasons he's not going anywhere i think there's a couple layers to this one i kirk's never been the type to really do an in-season change so mm-hmm. while we had to ask the questions i think everybody knew mm-hmm. what the answers were going to be now i do think at some point people are frustrated about the answers and they think it's a lack there of tough questions guys it's, it's because the coaches know how to deflect and know how to give an answer without giving an answer but this is the most critical time in the history of college football in terms of what's changing, the transfer portal, NIL. There's so many new layers. This is the time where Kirk Ferentz has to change mm-hmm. for the future of his program, and I think what's going to ultimately solidify his legacy. And I, I continue to think about this team and where it could potentially go because right now I think they're going to be fighting for bowl eligibility. Yep. I just don't see a guaranteed win on the schedule right now. The defense is phenomenal. I think the defense is even better than it's given crap for because they're on the field so much. But this offseason is going to be just as critical for Kirk as the 2014 one was. Remember, a lot of people wind his head after that. He ended up going 12-0, lost the heartbreaker in the Big Ten Championship, then Christian McCaffrey, who nobody in the country was stopping that day. He's still show on the highs, and I'll stand by that. But it's going to be the most critical offseason since the 2014 season. We, we're not talking about minor changes. There needs to be a complete overhaul. Iowa has to attack the transfer portal, especially at wide receiver, and they have to change schematically. And ultimately, if the offense does not show a significant improvement over these next six games, there has to be changes made on the coaching staff. It's not my responsibility to say which one or who goes, but somebody you're getting paid, like you said, the $42 million buyout. It's ultimately Kirk's decision. He's got to step up to the plate. Uh, do you guys get an opportunity to talk to Padilla? Is he ever made available? I've requested him a couple of times, but he has not been made available. I think he also has class conflict okay. with the players when the players are available. I know he's got a heavy school load, I believe, with this. I can't remember his major, but it has something to do in the medical field. So he's pretty, pretty swamped for the most part. Gotcha. So so it's my contention that there there has to be something going on behind the scenes, right, that um, that we don't know about, that is um, come hell or high water, the, the, the last thing we're going to do is change quarterback. Do you know if Padilla's ever knocked on Brian's door and, and, and had a one-on-one with him during any point of the season as to, look, it's not working? Um what, what's it going to take for me to get on the field? Do you know if he's taken the initiative to talk to Brian Ferentz one-on-one or to go into the head coach's office and say, what's it going to take for me to play this year? You know, I don't know that, but you have to read between the lines of what Brian said yesterday to really get to the heart of the issue. Because I think Brian gave the answer without saying it. 
And the reality is Spencer Petras, barring injury, is not coming out of the football game. I mean, I think you just, you know, I don't understand how you can say you're confident in a quarterback or we'd be comfortable playing him into a game and then ask, what's the upside about making a quarterback change? I thought that was the worst answer of the day. But if you dig deeper into that answer, he says, I don't know. There's unknown there. Well, there's really not unknown there. Padilla started three games and won three games for you last year. But mm-hmm. Brian goes on to say, I know what Spencer has done. I know what he can do. And this is the part where I'm talking about. I know what he does every day. That's the evaluation mm-hmm. piece that we're talking about. That's what the decision's made on. So what that tells me is there's a significant drop-off, and Petrus is putting in a lot more work than Padilla. Again, that's not something I'm hearing. This is something just me reading in between the lines about how much Iowa emphasizes the process, the day-to-day, the preparation, the practice. That's what that tells me is right now Petrus is just putting in more work, and barring injury, they're not going to pull him. Results-based business, and the results are not showing up, certainly for Spencer Petras at the quarterback spot, but apparently it's different for him and Nick DeYoung, who's lost his job. Now he's injured right now, but lost it because of the way that he played, not how we practice, and yet here we are. Different circumstances for Spencer Petras. It's one of the most baffling things. When he was handed the job starting in 2020, there was not an open competition at that time. Nate Stanley graduates, Petras is a guy. Ferentz has never done that in, at that time, 21 years. There's just something different. I don't know what it is, but Spencer Petras, he's got to hold over Kirk Ferentz and this coaching staff, something we've never seen before at the quarterback spot. Oh, there's a whole lot more going on. So got to hear from Phil Parker. He was upset that they've given up five, uh, what, five plays of 20 yards or more this year. They got to be perfect. They, they have to be perfect <laughs> yeah. now and they're not forcing turnovers at the same rate as a year ago. Special teams has been very good again this year, though not great. LeVar pushed back a little bit when the question was asked about the kick return from Gavin Williams. But overall, any takeaways from Phil and LeVar on their side? Oh, was he, did he was asked that about yes. good? What was his response? Uh, he said they were trying to save time. There's 200. Ah, come two on, mi- you're running back. There was you're two minutes a- and 40 seconds left in the game, too. Again, I, I, the ineptitude I, of the offense. unbelievable. I guess he goes there. But any takeaways from you, David? <laughs> you know, I, I think there were a couple things that stood out, but guys, like, let's be real. Nobody wanted to hear from Phil and nobody no. wanted to hear from LeVar. <laughs> right. I mean, uh-huh. nobody, nobody did. With all due respect to LeVar, and I know he, he opens every press conference by saying, thanks for taking interest in Iowa special teams. It was just kind of ironic uh-huh. what happened yesterday, right? But, look, it's gotten to the point, guys, where it's almost like we're gaslighting the defense. And Phil Parker and the defensive players post game. We, we ask him, you know, do you feel pressure to pitch shutout? You give up nine mm. points, no touchdowns. You feel like you should win more than you do. And they said, well, you know what? We could have given up six. We could have given up three. I could have done better on this play. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you can't expect the defense to do any better. Iowa's offense has scored seven touchdowns in the first six games. So, you know, with the special teams, I think the special teams could be fine. I think Drew Stevens is very hungry to get back out there after he missed that field yeah. goal, which would have ultimately tied the game against Illinois, I think there's still some room to do it, you know, to work on and punt returning, but I do think that something that stood out to me is LeVar basically said he can see a lot of really good things from Caleb Johnson, the kick return game, and I definitely see the same thing. So if you'll allow me, David, let's let's skip the rest of the chapters and get to the end of this uh, 2022 season. So what what happens if there's no change at quarterback? Let's say they don't make a bowl game, or they, they, they find a way to get the six wins, and the bowl doesn't go their way. What's going to happen at the end of the year? How's this going to end uh, as far as Brian Ferentz? Who will do it, uh, or, or does it get done? Um, how do you see it ending? 
You know, I think that's going to be the big question right now. And, you know, right now I don't think Iowa makes a bowl game. I think one, if they fall the seven losses before the Nebraska game, I think you start Joey Lavis against Nebraska, prepare for the future. But, and this is me speculating, this is not me mm-hmm. reporting anything, so I right. want to make sure that's crystal clear. Yeah. I don't see Brian Ferentz coming back next year. I, 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 don't I just can. don't see a scenario. Right. I don't know if he gets, I don't think he gets fired. I think he steps aside and looks for a different job. I agree with that. I think yeah. he would do it himself. I, 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 I totally agree with that. Um, he just can't stay. He can't. It's untenable at this point. Right. David, the And there was talk that he's the heir apparent. You remember that? Maybe not a lot of it, but no. there was... Look, I, I had my hand raised. I shouted it down as loud yeah. as I possibly could at the time. I thought it was an awful decision, and all that certainly bearing I was bearing in vacation out. in California, and I heard Trent Condon from there. So <laughs> he was definitely shouting it down. I, this is something that I have not been a fan of now for going back to when he first came onto the staff 10 years ago, and, and here we are, and this is the spot that you're in. Kirk is never going to fire his son. It doesn't matter how bad it is. And you couple that with what still goes on with an ongoing court case. Uh, There was a report yesterday in the Gazette about that. David, fill in the gaps here. I haven't seen a whole lot of conversation about it You know, on the message boards at Hawkeye at 24-7 with you guys, things like that. But what... What is the temperature? Is just the fan base kind of over that? It's so far to the side. They just care about what's happening between the lines. That thing, it just doesn't matter the fan base. Is that the temperature you're getting? Uh, that's the temperature I'm getting, but I would also push back a little bit. I think it still matters from the standpoint of they still want to see the culture change and they still care about that they don't revert back to the mm-hmm. you know to the ways that they were yeah. and the stories that have come out that changed. I think that's what they care about more than the actual lawsuit. So I haven't dug too deep into the details, but again, I think obviously Iowa fans care what goes on in the field, but I also would you know again push back that they still care about the culture and how mm-hmm. the players are being treated. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and the, and the fact that they agreed to uh, to be deposed during the off season, then that couldn't work out. But we'll do it during the bye week. Well, here we are during the bye week, and they bail again, despite the fact that you know Doyle and Barda, and I guess the public relations firm, if they haven't yet, Wickstead Pope, they're about to in the next day or so, uh, they're going to be deposed. At, uh, but Brian and Kirk do not want to go under oath and answer these questions, which is a terrible look from where I sit. Uh, David, great stuff. Well done. Uh, was there any? There was no other blowback, was there? Other than you know, coaches uh, getting their feelings hurt and unfollowing you on Twitter, there was no blowback from the uh, sports information department. I'd be surprised, was there? No, no, and they knew it was a fair question. Sure, too. I think that, that, that there's just so much tension right now between even you know, I'll say fans and the media. If you get fans are upset, and thus there creates a tension in the room when the media has to ask the tough mm-hmm. questions. And again, to be fair to Brian. Brian did not push back on any of the questions. Now, I think he could have articulated himself better, but he didn't really – it wasn't standoffish, in my opinion, yesterday, which I was at least a little bit cautious of that happening. Uh, David Eicholt, Hawkeye Insider, 24-7 Sports. Great stuff, David Eicholt. Well done. We appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, David. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good week. Yeah, you do the same. David Eicholt, uh, good job. Um, interesting. And you can also catch him earlier in the week as he joins yeah. Heather and Sean Wednesdays, on the right? Is that what it is? I think it's Wednesdays yeah. in the first hour of the show in the 3 o'clock hour. Both him and our friend Nick Olson uh, from 24-7 Sports who will join us on Monday. We'll take a timeout. It's 11.20. David Kaplan from Chicago. It's the Bears and the Commanders. Get your tickets now. Soldier Field. Is there any place else you'd rather be? I can think of a lot of them. Oh, my God. Is it sold out? I mean, will this, well, all the seats think, be full? I think it. Well, no, no. 
It's get in price to, to get in. What what could you get in for? Oh, it's still a tough. Remember, Soldier Field's not big. No, it's, it's not. still Chicago. 60, it's, it's still the Bears. Yeah. It's still a primetime game. Yep. yep. I'm sure, people are already tailgating. Probably still cost you eighty bucks to get in. Hmm. I wouldn't pay it. I think it's going to be a stinker. And this is coming off a putrid game last for Thursday. But here's the great thing: you can make money on those stinkers. Forty is the total in this game. That's not. They're not going to hit forty. Are they? I don't know if they're going to hit 30. <laughs> uh, you scored yesterday on the college game under 47 on that uh, Sun Belt. 3-1 in the picks yesterday. The only one that didn't come home were the Phillies, but we had the Padres at plus money. You Darvish flew mm-hmm. over his total at plus money, and we got the win on the under in the college game. 3-1. and one. Good day. Let's try to do it again today. Uh, we'll give you an opportunity to make your picks coming up here in about 20 minutes. Claxon's Barbecue giveaway still to come. Cappy is next. Miller in Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 106. Point- in Ankeny. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Whatever you get, podcast. Joined by Dr. Macy Dealman, Elite Eye Care, in Waukee, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Dealman, many people deal with dry eye. If our eyes do not produce enough tears or the right quality of tears, dry eye develops. Elite Eye Care specializes in treatment of dry eye. More advanced dry eye may be due to inflammation of the skin and can be treated with IPL or intense pulse light, which improves quality of the tear film and reduces discomfort from dry eye. Stop by and see myself, Macy Dieleman, or the rest of our doctors at Elite Eye Care in Waukee or the Eye Company. A brewing company. I don't know about you, but when I'm going out, I want some good food. Not just frozen food thrown in a fryer. Get that good bar fare at Fat Charlie's in Urbandale. I want a beer? They got me covered. I want to catch the game? How about 50 TVs, including Thursday night football? If you're shut out at home, Fat Charlie's has you covered. Urbandale's Upscale Sports Bar. It's Fat Charlie's, just off 8035 on the Douglas exit. I'll see you at... Sent you in. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today gone tomorrow you want to stick with companies you know companies like wolf roofing you know wolf roofing will be here long after the storm they've been here for over 25 years wolf roofing and its employees are central iowans just like you when storms hit and misfortune happens they take care of their own go to wolf roof third street in des moines trent condon here from my good renter's warehouse everyone's buzzing about the seller's market in des moines real estate so now's a great time to sell your home right Wrong. Today, a lot of homes are being snatched up by Wall Street firms, and they're being turned into rental properties. Which begs the question, what do these Wall Street hucksters know about renting that you don't? Well, they're not dumb. They know renting's a lucrative, long-term investment. They know it delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. And they know you'll sell your home to them instead of renting it out yourself. Except now you know better. Because the good people at Renner's Warehouse Des Moines have known about the benefits of renting for years. They can show you exactly why renting your home can be way better than selling it. And they can manage the entire process for you, bringing all the benefits of renting to you instead of selling them off to someone else. Say no to Wall Street and say yes to knowing. Call Renner's Warehouse Des Moines today 
at 515-528-4429 or renterswarehouse.com. That's Renters Warehouse. Welcome back, Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. David Kaplan, momentarily. David Eicholt joins the drive on Mondays. Uh, Eicholt with uh, Heather and Sean on Mondays after our each and every week. Let's get to uh, David Kaplan. Off to Chicago we shall go. It is, after all, the football team and the Bears tonight, 7.15 or thereabouts. Amazon has it. Cappy is with us. How are you, pal? I am good. Got the workout finished, did radio. Now we're going to crank it up, do TV this afternoon, and then it's literally, I hope my bosses aren't listening. I get paid tonight <laughs> to sit there and watch the game, eat good food, and talk bears with Alex Brown, Lance Briggs, and Dave Wanstead. So what, I mean, come on, man. No, that's, that's pretty good. Me. That's pretty good. What time will you be on the game? Okay, so the game's over, let's say it's 10 o'clock. What time do you guys take the air at NBC Sports Chicago? 10 o'clock in one second. Oh, perfect. Right okay. after. I mean, literally, we are in the studio with about two and a half minutes to go. We watch the end on our monitors in there. And then literally, the bam, game over, and you hear, in my ear, we're on a 10, 9, <laughs> 8, go. Outstanding. Bam, here we go. Uh, so let's go back, Cap, uh, to last week. You know what? I thought the Bears were going to find a way to win that football game. I honestly did. Uh, that Fields run that was called back was just a thing of beauty. I know it didn't count. Um, so did it ever happen? But it was. Uh, it was. It was fun to watch. And, and you know, it just uh, you, you lost the game. But did you come away feeling any different about this Bears team? I kind of did. I didn't. No. <laughs> Not the team. Justin, yes. Okay. Um, in watching the tape and going through this, you know I'm nothing but honest. It doesn't mean I'm right, yeah. but I'm always going to tell you exactly what I think. I thought he was fine in the first half. Not great. He was fine. Second half, I thought he was excellent. He has no help. He has a poor offensive line that's now missing Cody Whitehair. He has very little receiving help, and yet, Somehow, some way, he goes 12 of 13. He has that one run uh, wiped out by penalty on Amir Smith-Marset, and I know there are people going, that's a horrible call. I asked three different guys who played in the league, and all three thought it was a penalty. They said, ticky-tack, yes. Letter of the law, penalty. And you just can't put yourself in that position. Mm-hmm. And then the poor kid makes the same the same kid makes a boneheaded play on the sideline on the game tying or winning drive, game winning drive, and he steps back in. What are you doing? And he gets it stripped. Ball game over. Speaking of those weapons, wide receiver group outside of Mooney, who hasn't had a whole lot of targets come his way. Unfortunately, when they do, they've been plenty of wide ones. Cole Komet. You know, they used a pretty high draft pick on Cole Komet. Still no touchdown this year. It hasn't been good. Great quarterback play, obviously, in his early career, but. Are we treading towards bus category for another bear tight end? Um, again, I don't think he's a great player. I don't. I don't think he was worthy of a second-round pick. Like, right. How do you take Cole Komet and Adam Shaheen, 
in the second round, can you leave George Kittle on the board? Yeah. Seriously? And George Kittle, you know, maybe he wasn't projected as a number one. He's coming from a university where, say what you want about Iowa football, that dude can coach tight ends and offensive linemen. Kirk Ferentz, that dude knows what he's doing up front. And so George Kittle is in the Big Ten, and you trade to get Adam Shaheen? Come on. So I wouldn't call Cole Komet a bust. I think he's top five in terms of, so far, analytics as a blocking tight end. He's very pedestrian so far as a receiver. Mm -hmm. David Montgomery, as a receiver, had a more productive day in Minneapolis last week than he did as a uh, carrying the football. Um, Cap, uh, you know how we feel about him here. Uh, Obviously, he was a great cyclone. Uh, Probably, maybe not going to get that contract extension. What does he have to do, Cap, uh, to to earn that, if indeed that, um, you know, or even is, is that ship sailed, do you think? I just don't think that people in the league value running backs the way it used to be. Look, he's not Saquon Barkley. He's just not. He's a great person. He is an awesome, awesome competitor. He'll get the extra tough yard. He'll play injured. He'll catch some passes. He'll block. He does everything that you possibly could want. But I think what I keep hearing from people in the league is, yeah, I can find those guys. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to overpay him? Because he's a good guy? So I love him. I'm glad he's a bear. I told you that the day he got drafted. We were on maybe the next day you had me on. And I said, that's a great pick. And Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, that's the guy they wanted. They targeted in the mm-hmm. draft. But here we are four years later. Are you you're using your cap space to try and improve your offensive line, your wide receivers, your defensive line? Are you overpaying him? I just don't know if they're going to do that. Makes a whole lot of sense. And we've seen Herbert show some good things. And like you said, running back anymore, there are just so many of them out there. And to give money in a big contract to a guy like that, like Montgomery, even as good as he has been, it's just so difficult to do. Cap, as you look at this team defensively, some strides over there. The beginning of the game was awful against Minnesota. You, know, you thought maybe some jet lag there for the Vikings. That was not the case. But they ratcheted things up in the second half, really slowed down that Vikings offense and did it in Minnesota. What do you see out of this young group? Who continues to, to pop off the screen as you're watching that Bears defense week after week? Well, I mean, obviously Roquan's a good football player. Is he a $20 million a year guy? We've had this discussion. No, not in my world. I think he's a really good player. Love having him on my favorite football team. Am I setting the top of the market with him? I had Keyshawn Johnson in our studio today. And he's a great dude. Keyshawn's caught more passes than I'll ever catch. He was the number one pick in the draft. All of that. That's the market. You got to pay the guy. Pay the dude all that money. No, you don't. Just because a sportscaster in Des Moines, somebody gives one $10 million a year, doesn't mean every sportscaster in Des Moines, Iowa, should get $10 million a year. That's just not how it works. He's not a $20 million a year linebacker. Now, Jalen Johnson, at a far more impactful position, starting corner on the number one receiver, that's what you need him for, and he's back tonight, it looks like. Good. Jalen Johnson's going to get paid. Absolutely. Um, Eddie Jackson, the way he's playing, mm-hmm. is earning his contract. Jaquan Brisker, if he becomes that hard-hitting, dependable, in-the-box safety, 
yeah, he's probably going to get paid. Somebody's got to put the quarterback on his you-know-what. We haven't seen that. Robert Quinn has one sack. I keep joking. Was Robert Quinn active? I, <laughs> I don't see him. I don't know what he's doing. Every other year, he's a non-factor. So there are a handful of guys that I think are according themselves well. I think Kendall Vildor is getting better. But that defense against the run, god-awful. Mm. Uh, how do you see this game tonight, Cap? What, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your prediction? Okay, so th- everyone in my town, everyone, bears, 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 bears. And I am very concerned about this game. I'm not telling you the Bears can't win it. Carson Wentz, career on Thursday night, 15 TDs to two interceptions. Mm. Carson Wentz. Record on Monday, uh, Thursday night football, 6-0. and Washington football team last 10 trips to Chicago, 9-1. and Carson Wentz last season, one Thursday night game, three touchdowns, no interception. Now, I'm not telling you that means anything tonight, but I've been told the trend is your friend <laughs> and the Bears don't have a lot of talent. If they can't stop, uh, is it Brian Robinson, the young man who got mm-hmm. carjacked, yep, yep. came off the injured lift uh, after he'd been shot, and he's back running the football really well with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Gibson and Montez Sweat pressuring the quarterback. If all those dudes show up today for a desperate team trying to win, I don't think this is a slam dunk for the Bears. I do not. Brian Robinson's going to be part of my Circa Plays of the Day coming up a little bit ah, later. i nice. got a clear prop. Cappy, for non-Bears fans out there that all well, the Guardians and Yankees game has been postponed and moved to noon tomorrow Central Time, because of that, looking for something tonight, I guess I'll flip the football game on. Do you get into player props at all? We know you like to dabble in betting. Anything jump off the board to you to get the more casual fan excited for tonight? So I just tweeted out my YouTube recap, how to bet the Bears game. It's on my YouTube page. Okay. Search David Kaplan YouTube or go to my Twitter at the Catman. You can log right on there. It's free. And I have a couple of same-game parlays that I played. I really think Terry McLaurin's going to find the end zone. Mm-hmm. I think David Montgomery will find the end zone. I think that Carson Wentz will go over on his pass. I think I played him to go 200 yards or more in pass yards on the alternate wow. line. Um, I, uh, I think I said you McLaurin into the end zone. And then I bought the alternate line, and I have the Washington football team plus Seven and a half. I like that. So I put it all together, and I think it's 30 to 1. And then I played the same one, and I added in the backup tight end because the starting tight end is out. And I think his yardage was very, very low, so I played an over on his yard. And we'll see. I mean, I, last week I cashed nicely on the Bears-Vikings game. And to show you how, it, it, just watching for 10 bucks how stressful it gets. Mm-hmm. We're in there watching. I had Justin Jefferson to get 100 yards. I had that like nine minutes into the game. <laughs> I had uh, Kirk Cousins over on his yards. I had the Vikings minus five and a half. It was a six-leg parlay, and it paid eight, maybe uh, 26 to one. Wow. 26 to one, I think it was. And the last thing I needed was Irv Smith over yards, and he's going to fall short. And all of a sudden, the Bears come back and take the lead. Irv Smith cashes for me on the last drive, the game-winning score. But all of a sudden, they're not kicking the extra point, and I laid five and a half. And five. 
<laughs> and I'm standing there, and my guys, Lance and Alex Brown, Coach Watson, are laughing at me. They're going for two. And I'm thinking, if he doesn't make the two and I lose by a hook, I'm going to be so mad because I thought the Vikings would win. Easy, and they were up big. And he, Justin Jefferson reaches the ball out and makes the two, and I catch. Nicely done. Caps, let's a uh, couple of minutes on baseball before we let you go. Uh, what are you hearing, whether it be the, the managerial opening on the, with the White Sox, uh, some players who might be uh, on their want list, likewise with the Cubs? What are you hearing MLB in Chicago? So the Cubs definitely are in play on the shortstop class of Trey Turner, who I think is their preferred choice. Not sure he'll leave L.A., but they're going to try. Or Xander Bogart or Dansby Swanson, or Carlos Correa. I do think there's a kid named Kodai Senga from Japan, a pitcher. I think they're involved there to get another starter in. I don't think they're willing to go five years on Carlos Rodon. So unless they can get him on like a three-year deal like they did Stroman, I'll be surprised if he's here, unless it's a shorter deal. Uh, And then on the managerial side for the White Sox, they interviewed Joe Espada, the Astros bench coach, yesterday in Houston. They're interviewing the Royals bench coach, and he has got multiple teams, the Marlins, the Cubs. There's one more that he has already talked Marlins, White Sox, uh, that he's talking to. And then I have heard that Bruce Bochy has not yet been mm. contacted. So we'll find out if that's accurate. I don't believe Ozzie Gann's been contacted yet either. I mean, they won't be. Right. They haven't yet. Uh, Joe Madden, yay or nay? I think nay. I'll be surprised if they go down that road. Good stuff. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap, great stuff. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Capper. Hey, who do the Hawkeyes have? Uh, off. Idle. Offense will look the same. Cyclones are in Texas. They're in Austin to take on the Longhorns. Do I lay them or take them, or what do I do? I think it's too many points. Sixteen and a half is too many. So take the Cyclones and the Lumber. Yes, indeed. You get plenty of it. I'm in. All right, buddy. Let's go. I'll talk right. to you next week. See you, Cap. And well done. 26 to 1 on that six teamer, skin of his teeth. All oh, those sweats are fun, aren't they? That they are. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll give you an opportunity. Yes, now phone lines open 515 284 5966. If you have not participated in the Claxons giveaway in the last 30 days, you're now eligible to play. And we'll take four of you. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay there. Miller and Condon will give away Claxons Barbecue when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. BrownChevy.com. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Claxton's Barbecue Giveaway coming up. We'll tell you about them in a moment. OUA Centurion Stone of Iowa. Live read. They sponsor David Kaplan, and they have since we've come back here, uh, centurionstoneofiowa.com. If you're looking for manufactured or natural stone, whether you want to update, you want to accent either an interior or an outside project, any size, uh, Centurion Stone of 
of Iowa has over 200 color and pattern combinations. They provide natural stone for interior and exterior projects as well. Centurion Stone of Iowa, that's where you can find them on the website. We do encourage you to visit the showroom. You'll be glad you did. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street, Des Moines. Claxon's Barbecue each and every Thursday at this time, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Serving barbecue for over 25 years online. Claxon bbq.com claxonbbq.com there you'll find the hours the menu pictures etc your mouth will be watering shane chris matt and ray in that order uh shane is up first hello shane how are you oh doing great good good to hear uh let's do this texas is a 16 and a half point favorite over iowa state uh let's go texas michigan gives seven and a half to penn state Michigan, um, yeah, Michigan. All right. Alabama is a seven and a half point favorite over the Volunteers of Tennessee. Tennessee. Bills, two and a half point favorite in Kansas City, where Mahomes has never been an underdog. He will be on Sunday. Bills, two and a half. Bills. Uh, here's the tiebreaker, Shane. Closest without going over. NFL game tonight, Washington, Chicago. Total points. How many will be scored closest without going over? Uh, 36. Shane, uh, enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Uh, you too. Appreciate it. We're a day away, but it's not too early to say that. No, no. Uh, Chris is with me. You're already thinking about a three-day weekend. <laughs> I uh, think, yeah. I'm think this and you get the Yankees at noon tomorrow. And the Jets tomorrow night, opening night. You're not going to have any meetings tomorrow afternoon, are you? No, no. Not anymore. Not, well, though it's supposed to rain maybe in New York tomorrow as well. Uh-huh. It's not a cinch this game will get played. Put a dome up. I don't think they can do it in time. Hello, Chris. Hello. Uh, Texas is a 16.5-point favorite over Iowa State. Iowa State. Michigan gives 7.5 to Penn State. Penn State. Bama, 7.5-point favorite over Tennessee. Bama. Bills, a a 2.5-point favorite over the Chiefs. Chiefs. Total points, closest without going over in tonight's Bears-Washington game. 28. 28. Chris, uh, enjoy the game tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Matt's with Miller and Condon. Hello, Matt. Hey. 